You're listening to the Real Raw Relatable Podcast with Cat John, episode number 65. G'day, legends. Welcome to the Real Raw Relatable Podcast with me, Cat John. My mission is to help you save your fucks for the things that matter and give zero fucks to the things that don't. Something worth giving a major fuck about is taking responsibility for your own life. And here in the podcast, I'll be sharing real guidance, raw truths and relatable stories to help you do just that. Hello friends, how you doing? What's it like in your world today? I hope you're happy, I hope you're content and feeling good inside. And if you're not, then that's okay. <laughs> Hello, friends. Welcome back to Zipodcast, episode number 65. I have a real, raw, relatable story to share. Well, it's kind of an ongoing thing in my life, and probably it's been uh, ongoing for the last six months. And what I want to talk about is sex in relationships. The reason why I bring this up is Steve and I have been in a relationship for nearly four years. And at the beginning of our relationship, uh, we had a lot of sex. And it's now four years into the relationship and the sex has definitely quietened down. It's not gone or obsolete, but it has lessened to, to what it was before. And so Steve has approached me a, a few times, you know, asking, is anything wrong? Like, what can, what can we do? Um, why has this gone down for you? Because for him, it hasn't changed, but for me, it has. And this question that he's posed to me a few times, which has caused us to, to argue or to have disagreement or for me to become defensive, after a while, I thought, no, 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 no. This is, this is current reality. Current reality is we are having less sex. And I know that that is deemed normal for relationships. Um, and it is normal for, for longer term relationships. But what's kind of going on? What has changed? And for someone like myself, I want to know what's changed rather than thinking, fuck, I'm nearly 35. Could I be spending the rest of my years not wanting to have sex like if I'm 35 what's going to happen when I'm 45 or 55 or 65 so it really got me thinking about that and a friend of mine um, she told me about this book called Mating in Captivity by Esther Perel and if you haven't read it and you are in a relationship or even if you're not fuck please read it I actually wish I knew about this prior to to being in a relationship not that it would change me wanting to be in a relationship, but it would certainly give me more understanding as to why sex changes. But before I go into that, I guess my behavior started to be more, I'm tired or I don't have the energy or um, no, not tonight or uh, tomorrow night or I've, I'm getting my period or I've just finished my period. And I've heard all of those things before in other relationships um, and when I could hear myself saying, and I thought, mm, 
this I, I can't keep doing this one because it's shutting down my partner and his his own sense of self um that's affecting him so I could feel that for him and I was also knowing in myself that this is this isn't how I want to be it doesn't mean that I'm going to have sex every night and and do do it when I don't want to do it but I've got to start changing my my thoughts around this because otherwise we're going to have a sexless relationship and, and marriage and maybe that won't last maybe maybe it won't last because that's something important to Steve and you know what for all of my years it's also been important to me which made me think even more like okay why is this changed why is this changed in the relationship now so a friend and I were talking and she told me about this book mating in captivity um who would she had read and I started to read it and fuck it it really paints uh, uh or, or tells a, a really compelling point or really compelling points about why sex in relationships and long-term relationships and, and marriages um why it starts to be put at the very end of the list or sometimes not even all on the list and one of the, the, the points that Esther Perel talks about is for that erotic, passionate, sexy, you know, real, like, awesome sex to take place, often that needs space, mystery, and unknown. And that's often when we're first dating someone and we don't know when we're going to see them next. We don't know what's going to happen on the date. It's all... Un, you're unaware of what's going on you're unsure of what's going on and that creates this anticipation it creates this build-up it creates excitement and that's a really beautiful breeding ground for passionate you know oh my god full into it connected sex and for love in terms of love and relationships we we require closeness and safety and security and intimacy and so what she talks about is that when we get into relationships, which is where we seek that love, that certainty, that, that safety and, and security, what we then lose is the space, the mystery, the, oh, when am I going to see them? You know, what are they going to be wearing? What are they going to smell like? Where are we going? Because every day you're living with someone. And maybe in the beginning of moving in, you know, everyone holds in their farts or doesn't want to take a shit in front of one another or doesn't burp or, you know, doesn't show one another their snot when they've picked out a boogie, you know. In the beginning, we're still a bit like, you know, I want to look cute or I'm like wearing my makeup and wearing my sweats, you know, kind of like the cute. But after some time, things start to change and we start to get closer and closer and closer in proximity um, and the mystery starts to go, the space starts to go and, and sex then as a result starts to go. Now, this may not be the case for everyone. So some of you listening out there, um, you may be in long-term relationships and you've got it fucking sorted. So amen to you. But I certainly know that a lot of my coaching clients who come to see me who have been in long-term relationships and marriages for 20 plus years, sex is just 100% off the table. And they, they, they put it down to the time, the, the energy and the washing and all of this. And if you're, if you're listening and you're thinking, holy shit, this sounds like me, then I would like highly, highly, highly encourage you to read this book. 
So pre-meeting Steve, I had quite a few sexual partners and never really a long-term relationship. Um, well, at least not for a good couple of years between my last long-term relationship, which ended when I was 25, and then when meeting Steve when I was 32. So I had sexual partners in between. And after reading this book, I could really understand it. You know, we went on first dates and like, oh, are we going to kiss? Are we not going to kiss? Are they going to invite me upstairs? Are they not going to invite me upstairs? And then we go on a second date. It's like, oh, are we doing this? Are we not doing this? And, and my sexual being, my sexual energy, my sexual goddess was like fully fucking lit, fully alive. And I was really free in my self-expression and free in my, in my sexual self-expression. It was something that... Um, I really like enjoyed and, and I could feel it in my body and the energy that I gave off was, was very powerful. And uh, a lot of the sex that I had, not all of it, I mean, you know, not everyone's a good one, um, but a lot of the sex that I had was, was very, very passionate. And even when I first met Steve, it was the same. When we were on and off, on and off for six months, you know, oh, am I going to see him this week? Am I going to see him on Tuesday? Oh, no, like we've cancelled and now we're going to see him on Friday. So the ant anticipation would build. And so when we first got together, when we first said, yep, we're in, we're in this relationship, um, I wasn't living with Steve, so I would go to his place and I would stay at his place when the girls were not there. But then when the girls were there, I would go and stay at my house. So we still had that space and that pining and that longing for one another and that, oh, I can't wait for Monday night. Oh, I can't wait for this night or that night. And it was exciting and even when I first moved in with Steve, so I moved in with Steve six months into us um, being together, and there was a bit of a rude shock for becoming a stepmom, but because the girls, it, it, because it was all new, moving in was all new, oh, my stuff's here, my stuff's there, oh, my toothbrush is in the bathroom, you know, it was all this excited, giddy energy, probably for about another three to six months um, since moving in. And then that's when things started to change. It didn't start, it didn't just fall off, fall off. But what I started to notice is that when we were at home, my sexuality or my sexual drive wasn't high, but whenever we would go away, so if we go went to Bali or went on our away on our Europe trip, and this is without the kids, then that part of me would come back to life. And to be perfectly honest, I didn't realize it at the time. It was only when Steve posed like, hey, what's what's going on? You know, you're 35 and I'm well, nearly 35 and he's 43. Like, what's 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 the deal? Uh, like, what's going to be what's it going to be like in 10 years time if we keep going like this? So it wasn't until he he posed it to me and, and I really listened rather than defended, rather than, oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter and this is normal and yada, yada. Instead of me doing that, I just went, okay, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this in and I'm going to listen to it because this is important to my partner and it's also important to our relationship. I know sex is, is it is a part of a, a, an intimate, loving, you know, um, relationship. So... When I was considering this, I thought, fuck, okay, well then what has changed over my time since being together with Steve? And through reading the book, Esther Perel gives amazing examples of, of couples that she has, um, has she, she has 
uh, worked with through, ther- through through therapy. And often there are so many diverse examples that she gives where you'll read it and you'll go, fuck, that's me. Holy shit, that's my partner. Oh, my God. And then she provides the solution or the, the, the attempted solution that she would give to, the, to, to her clients. So when I was reading the book, she talked about um, the, the mother role and how bringing in children into the world, um, it really starts to change up the relationship and a lot of females and 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 people who she um worked on worked with in therapy a lot of mothers had this same issue of not wanting to have sex because in their mind the whole day they had been dealing with shitty nappies vomit vomit spewed up on their top their hair wasn't done their boobs were out like feeding a kid and kids were put to bed. The couple may have watched, you know, the 8, 9 p.m. news at nighttime and then jump into bed. And the partner is wanting to have sex with the wife. So the wife would say, oh, my gosh, no, I'm too tired. I'm too this. I'm too that. I'm too whatever. And there was a common thread that she was talking about that mothers are giving their body to their children all day. Boobs are for the baby. And their hips are for the baby to sit on or the chest is for the baby to lie on or their lap is for the baby to to bounce on to get them to sleep and so going to then have sex to shift out of mother mode nurture mode and giving mode it's incredibly difficult for the mother to do that she doesn't see herself as as a sexual being she sees her body as you know this 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 ground for children to play on and and then shifting that to become sexual all of a sudden there is a real disconnect and then of course the husband or the partner in these particular examples it was a male female marriage um, the the male would then feel shut down would see the mother give all this love and attention to the children and then jealousy would create so I know I haven't given birth to children but what this what I started to take out of this book was thinking fuck when I got together with Steve I've I've had a massive shift in responsibility like before I was fancy free do whatever the fuck I want see whoever the fuck I want and that was that and even when I was dating Steve I could still be fancy free you know I would go to his house he might tell me some of his problems with his life or his kids or his ex-wife and I'd be like okay yep cool no problem I'll support you there but guess what I get to go home to my fucking little bed and and do my own thing so when I came into the family I was inheriting everything inheriting everything the relationship that steve had with his girls uh, the relationship that the girls had with their mum, and then how that would then bring to our home and then watching the family interact and and looking at how things could change and the food that they were eating and so what then happened is i naturally went into a mother role figure i'm not their mother but i went into a mother role figure and looked to see okay, how can I nurture this family? How can we make this family more connected? How can we bring it together? How can we have more quality time, less screen time, eat meals together, have 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 this, that, or the other, right? So my focus then went into pulling this family as a unit. And then naturally that 
brought us together, that drew us closer together. The girls would want to talk to me about their problems. They'd want to open and, and share with me about their problems. And then I would talk to Steve about that. And and then like shifting to then this sexual goddess being when the kids were there, I was just like, no, 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 no. This is, this is weird. I don't know. I, 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 I would actually just say no, but I didn't know why until I started reflecting. And I started to see that I had taken on this, this role and a, a huge amount of responsibility. And also too, I might add, like during that time, um, the last three and a bit years, last nearly four years, my business has has boomed astronomically so there's been responsibility within my business of how I'm showing up of how I'm serving people of of the work that I'm delivering and and on social media and having systems in place so for me what has shifted is this fancy free kind of life where yes I was responsible but I wasn't responsible really for anyone else other than myself and how I was showing up whereas now i I I felt this responsibility to bring this family back together. And so that started to cut me off sexually. That has started to cut me off from, from really seeing myself like the sexual goddess that I used to be. And every now and then Steve and I would have these really passionate, intimate sex sessions. And often it was when the girls weren't there and they were at their, their mum's place and they were there, they have become fewer and far between, but when they're there, it's like, Oh my God, I'm still alive. This sexual part of me is still alive. And Steve's like, Oh my God, more of that. But also what I've learned from this book is that sex doesn't have to be the the way we think it has to be. Sometimes we think sex has to be this super connected, you know, looking into one another's eyes. And if you're not looking into one another's eyes and then we're doing it wrong, or it has to be this, this, this certain way. And what Esther Perel talks about is sometimes sex is just like, you know, I just want to fuck you. I just want to like, Oh, get into you. And sometimes it is super connected. Sometimes like you do want to fucking cry. Other times you just want to like, yep, cool. Let's party. Let's get down and let's get the fuck out and go to sleep. You know? So the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because I think it's one really important to, to lead from the front and to share with you that I'm not exempt from the shit that goes down in life and the shit that goes down in relationships or family life. But I am willing to do something about it and I am willing to have open conversation with Steve about it because I'm tired of hurting him. When I say no and I'm in consecutive no's, I I hurt him. I hurt him and I can see that he he's hurt and that that will encourage his ego to close off and say certain things and I I don't want that cycle anymore. I don't want that cycle anymore. So after reading this book and the other things that I've taken away from it, my next step is Steve's reading the book now and so he can get an understanding. Maybe he can pick up on things in there from the certain examples of other clients or he can at least start to see where I'm coming from. And I openly spoke to him and shared with him about this this responsibility and, you know, looking after a family now and looking after a, a big successful business now. And my view now sees like sex is just another fucking chore. So what we're doing is we've 
we've incorporated date nights and I know this is a really simple fucking thing but we've incorporated date nights where when the kids aren't here our phones go go away and we just are like together again you know we just get to chill listen to music we actually did it a month ago um that's when we started it and we had the best night. We sat, I, I lit the whole ca- the house up with candles, played like an epic uh, playlist that's called, what's it called? Have a Great Day or Have a Good Day on Spotify. And we got our favorite takeaway. Uh, we got Ichi Ni Japanese. And for three hours, we sat um, up at the bench. He's, he's on one side, I'm on the other. We're just chit-chatting about anything and everything, how we met, our little journey. We talked about, you know, um, his purpose and my purpose and where we're going. And then we'd just sing songs and sing at the top of our lungs. And then we danced and, um, we, and then we had really great passionate sex that night. And what we also did was that we scheduled it. So we've got one scheduled for this Friday or when you're listening to it, it would have been last Friday. Um, and we're doing the same thing. And you know what? It's interesting. And, and what Esther Perel talks about is true. Now I'm looking forward to Friday. I'm looking forward to Friday. It's not just, okay, another night of cooking dinner and fucking putting the dishes away because that's also another thing that I realized. All these extra household things that, I've, that I do. You know, before it was just me and then now, I mean, Steve helps out. He's a very modern day man. But it's like, oh, fuck, that load of washing. Oh, fuck the dishes. Oh, fuck the dishwasher. Oh, fuck Bailey's food. You know, so for one night, we're allowing ourselves to to not have to clean up, to not fucking cook food, to not look after the kids and put them to bed and see what they want for dinner. You know, Bailey's food is already cooked, so I don't have to cook it on Friday night. And... I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to that us time and that us time without any any responsibility. It's like I'm free from responsibility for a good fucking three and a bit hours. That for me is a beautiful breeding ground for passionate, beautiful sex because that's when I feel connected. That's when I'm in. That's when I don't have to worry about anyone else or think about anyone else or someone else's problem hasn't popped into my fucking brain and I'm like, oh no, I haven't emailed my client or I haven't emailed this or I haven't contacted you know, Allegra or Mia to see if they're okay. It's just like, you know what? All of that can just fuck off for three and a bit hours. And you know what I love about this? What I love about this self-discovery is that I've realized that nothing is wrong with me. I've realized that I don't need to get my sexual organs checked. I've realized that what Steve is asking for isn't abnormal. I just needed to understand what was going on for me. What was creating the gaps between our sexual connection? Me just wanting to have sex or being like, yeah, cool, let's have sex. You know, I guess in my mind, I always thought, oh, if I want to have sex, I've got to be like fully in the fucking mood and yada, yada, yada. And again, this book dispels that. This book dispels that. What I also learned is that through this time is that I need to communicate. Once I've reflected and, and seen what's what's been going on and, and at least uncovered one aspect of it, now I've got to communicate that. And Steve and I, I finished the book and he said, all right, talk to me. He said, I want you to talk to me once you finish the book. And I said, this is what I've taken away out of it. And he understood. He got it. He he appreciated 
what I had to say. And he said, I, I get it. I totally get it. So what do we have to do now? And this is this is where, you know, we follow the, the principles of, of what's our next best step? What's our end result? You know, our end result is still to be sexually active. So what can we do to support that? What can Steve do to help me to support that? What environment can he provide to support that? You know, what can I do for myself in order to support that end result? One of the things, as I said, we've spoken about is date night. One of the things that we've spoken about and and pressure to take off is that when the kids are here, just appreciate that my no actually isn't about you. It's about the responsibility and, and finding it very difficult to shift from, you know, mother figure, mother figure to fucking the sexual deviant, you know? So this is an ongoing, this is going to be an ongoing process for us. Um, I haven't reached the end of it and be like, oh my God, I have all the answers. I have some of the answers and these answers so far are working for us, us communicating and sharing openly, us both reading the book so that we're both on the same page. And I've actually got a couple of my clients to read this book um, who are in long-term relationships or marriages and that we're doing something about it. We're prepared to, to, to do something about it, trial it, and if it works, let's keep it going. Let's try something else. If that doesn't work, then we can stop that, but we're never going to stop trying. We're never going to stop trying. That's what we've committed to. And as time goes on and the more things that, that we can discover that, that work, I will for sure fucking share this with you because I know for shower. I know for sure that any long-term relationship will have this without it being truly focused on and and conscious trying and 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 trying new things then this area of most relationships is fucked and you got to ask yourself like is that what you're willing to accept is that what you're willing to accept when you talk to your friends and they say oh but that's just normal that happens that happens here that happens there and that's okay that that's cool but do you want to accept that for me i didn't want to accept that because I didn't want to accept the reality that Steve, he may wander off. He may go, you know what? I fucking love you, but this is really important to me when I could have done something about it. And doing something about it means seeing someone reading this book or reading other types of books and then sharing that with your partner and then looking to do something about it. I just want to give a massive shout out to Esther Perel who has written this book. She also has a fantastic podcast that you can listen to where some of her podcast episodes, she's actually interviewing her patients uh, or clients. So go and check that out. This book that I have read is called Mating in Captivity. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the podcast, review it, share this episode with anyone who you know needs to hear it. And if you and your relationship and your sex life is stuck in a rut, please know that there are things that you can do about it. If you love your person, if you love your person and know your person is your person, then be willing to do something together. Be willing to do something together. But if that means you go first, you try first, you read something first, you pick up on something first and then share it and then bring them into it, you never know what cool shit can happen. Have hope and have faith. I'll see you next week in your earballs. See you legends. Peace be with you.